Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Found footage movies can be real hit or miss in the horror genre. Recently, we went over the Blair Witch Project and discussed that movie. But tonight, we are going to cover another found footage movie. And we're going to be real interested on what you guys think in this one. So as we're telling what we think of the movie, leave your review in the comments. And we're going to get into it right now. is up everybody welcome into hometown ghost stories horror movie reviews i am your host rob coakley and as always i am joined by dave wilkins what's up rob coakley and this is back to the roots of the horror movie reviews when it was just me and dave back in the early days when we reviewed 12 movies at a time like <laughs> absolute psychopaths and felt like yeah we could just do three movies every two weeks <laughs> what what were we thinking what was that all about it was a lot to watch and uh it was a lot for <laughs> you to watch all of yeah. yours <laughs> Yeah, so so we're going. We went back down to one. Occasionally, we still do the two, but unfortunately, Jesse is a little under the weather, so he's not able to join us for this horror movie review. I will say what he told us about it at the end of the show, which it's very little, but um, maybe we'll get a score from him at some point and tell you in the future. But let's get right into it, Dave. Do you have a synopsis? Synopsis? Synopsis for Hell House? LLC. I do. Hellhouse LLC, written and directed by Stephen Cognetti, starring Gore Abrams, Alice Balk, and Danny Bellini. Five years after an unexplained malfunction causes the death of 15 tourgoers and staff on opening night of a Halloween haunted house tour, a documentary crew travels back to the scene of the tragedy to find out what really happened. So this movie in particular is a movie, it came out in 2015 and I've seen people talk about it and occasionally like there's a movie you want to see, right? And just for whatever reason, you just never get around to seeing it. The current movie like that for me is probably Nope. I just saw yesterday that it came out like a year ago. I'm like, holy shit, that movie's already been out for a year and I haven't watched it yet. So Hell House LLC, I always see it pop up on horror list, like as a must-watch movie, something you need to see. And I just never got around to watching it. So I suggested doing it for the show because I'm like, I want to see this movie. I need to get to it. And I'm going to be honest. I'm super glad we watched this movie. I enjoyed the hell out of this. The found footage genre, it, it can go either way. It can be real bad or it can be actually like a really good movie. and We'll get into it, but I think this is one of my favorite found footage movies I've ever watched, to be perfectly honest. What are your initial thoughts on it, Dave? Yeah, I'm with you on that. It was I'm 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 never super excited to watch a found footage movie. When I see that they come out, I'm like, eh, like I'll probably end up liking it. I like I like them more often than not. Lately they've we've had a few duds as we've talked about a few times. 
but this one wasn't actually all that late. This one's probably what, eight years old now. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's just give this thing a shot. And now I'm kicking myself for not having watched it because Same. as far as like haunted houses, that's our wheelhouse. That's our yeah. bread and butter on this show. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of the best haunted house movies I've seen. It's just, it just is scary. It's old school scary. I haven't felt like on the edge of my seat, like waiting for a jump scare. And this movie isn't super jump scary, but I, I found myself like on the edge of my seat waiting for the jump scares. Like, oh God, when's it coming? One of, one of them in particular, you know exactly when it was coming and it still fucking got me. <laughs> it was the bedroom scene when he's hiding under the sheets. But yeah. this, uh, this one was like old school scary and it had me actually a little on tilt. I'm like, this is great. I, I haven't felt this in so long. And uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge, like I said, I'm not a huge found footage guy, but I do like mockumentaries. And this was actually a mockumentary mm-hmm. movie, which was a, which was pretty cool. They had a super low budget. They went into it and just, you could tell they didn't spend a lot of money, but they didn't have to, what they did worked and they did it really well. And it was a ton of fun watching it. I don't have a ton of negatives about this. There are some, but I don't have a lot. There's a few, but in terms of like what you should be doing with a found footage movie, I thought they did everything good. Like you kind of want more backstory on the people, but it was told in the way that it would happen in real life. Right. Because if you, if you went super deep into backstories on the characters and stuff, it probably would have felt forced. You got some initial like, discussion that was that felt relatively natural about like you know this was a group of friends they've been doing this for a while like they go somewhere new every year build these haunted houses and it's a business and some of them grew up together some of them became friends on the job some are best friends like but it's not in your face it's not like they sat there and had like a a discussion about like the past it was just brought up naturally in conversation like we would like I don't know, like if me, you and Jesse were out and be like, ah, remember that time in Stowe, Vermont? He'd be like, yeah, man, that was crazy. You wouldn't be like, yeah, I remember I was standing on the bridge in 1942 and I had this camera and this recorder and then just go into the entire story. That's never how it would happen in real life. Yeah, it felt the, the conversation felt really authentic. So the character dialogue was either really well written or a lot of it was ad libbed and neither would surprise me because the acting was really good. So like if they were ad-libbing their own lines, that could be why it felt so natural. And that would be, it's just testament. You you don't want to ad-lib with bad actors. And these were definitely good actors and they were not well-known either, which Mm -hmm. is another element that I always like in a horror movie is you don't have that familiar face almost as like that sense of comfort with a familiar face where you don't get it here. And the acting was good. And here's, here's where I noticed the acting was really good. Is when that they were trying when that one scene where they were trying to act poorly, where they were talking, they were ready to start, and one of the actresses, like opening day, one of the actresses is like, "Where's Paul?" And they go, "Oh, Paul, he's you know just un- under the weather." And they were trying to act bad. They were acting like they were acting bad, and it was really good. <laughs> so I'm mm-hmm. like, "This is good. This is like, this shows like the juxtaposition of their good acting and their." intentional bad acting which is good acting so i thought that really kind of highlighted how good it was yeah and to your point like it does feel like a lot of this movie was ad-libbed and i'd say 99 percent of the time it wasn't noticeable there was like 
maybe one or two lines of dialogue where I was like, mm, that didn't really fully work there, but nothing that like took you out of the movie or anything like that. It was just like, yeah, maybe I would have shot that scene again or something like that. But like, that is such a little nitpick versus what the rest of this movie is. And I, I love the way this whole found footage was shot. Like you said, it's a mockumentary. We're getting that. So you're getting some good camera shots because it looks like a film crew is actually taking them. Um, then you go into a little bit of more of the grainy handheld camera stuff. But they start building this very well from the beginning. And the buildup from the beginning till it starts to get more and more intense is so well done. And I just really, really enjoyed everything to do with that. And we do actually have Jesse Wilkins joining us. Jesse, we were just telling everyone how sick you were. So thank you for uh, toughing that out and coming in. Yes. My internet is also sick. So if you can hear me, hi. We were just uh, giving our initial thoughts on the movie. What were your initial thoughts on Hell House LLC? Uh, I thought it was going to be bad when the movie first started. And I didn't really like the way that it kicked off. It ended up making sense. And I actually really enjoyed this movie. But just my initial reaction from the first 10 minutes of the movie, I was like, this isn't going to be good. But then it kind of started to take shape. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed this whole movie, actually. Fair enough. Um, I didn't throw in the towel on it that that soon. You know, it is it is found footage. So you go in with the expectations of it being a found footage movie. But I get where you're coming from because so many of the found footage movies that we've seen recently have been not good. But this one, once it started getting like the haunting starting started real soon. And the first, I think, initial haunting that you saw in this, I loved and then immediately hated it. So it was they're got they're going through the the hotel, I think, for the first time with the camera. Mm -hmm. And you he's just walking and you the camera catches something that nobody else catches live. The camera catches a glimpse of this shadow figure standing in the corner. And I was like, oh, I saw that. That was awesome. That was creepy. But then they went back and like showed it again and then paused it. It wasn't not like it was the crew seeing it, but it was like us as viewers seeing it. And I was like, I didn't need that. That was a cool scene to just stick in there because you know the audience is going to see it and you know they're all going to go, ooh, and then have it be like that creepy thing. It just really felt like a, a comedian telling a joke, everyone liking it, and then them saying, remember when I said the joke? <laughs> and just like, I was like, yeah, dude, we heard it. Move on. It was awesome. That's what it kind of felt like to me. And I was like, mm, I don't like it. But that yeah, was the only one. I've... They did that a couple times. Yeah, there was, uh -uh. there was another one when they're in the hallway with the flashing lights and Sorry. they just kept replaying it over and over again. But they kind of killed it. Right. So it was great. Great until they did it for way too long. So I felt like that in the beginning as as I watched, it, I'm like, ah, I kind of wish I didn't go back. But then you have to think of it in the context of the movie. So the context of the movie is the documentary crew got a hand got their hands on these tapes mm -hmm. so they're the ones who are showing you the tapes we didn't just this isn't a vhs situation where someone's just like turning putting the vhs in and we're just watching through the documentary crew is showing it to you so as it happens they are going back and pausing it for you on that specific scene i understand so, why they put it in i don't and i understand that the decision for them to do that was that we're seeing the third production of this right you right. are you got the original cell phone videos that everybody knew and then you have this other set of 
video that the crew took to document while they were taking it that they got from Sarah. And then it was all put together by the documentary crew. My problem was with the actual movie production team, the real one in real life that put it together and gave us that. I know why they did it, but I didn't like it. No, I can yeah, see it's, that. It's Cause I didn't almost, like it at first either. Yeah. It's almost like insulting your intelligence. It's like, dude, I know I saw that. And even if I didn't see it, I would like to just go back and, and watch it myself or something. Like I don't need you to replay it six times for me. But I do think that's what a documentary crew would do. I do think that they would, they would go back, show it to you in freeze frame or something on it. So that's why I'm kind of fine with it. Like at first I was like, Oh, why'd we do that? And then I like thought about it a little more. I'm like, this is what a documentary crew would do. So I'll concede that. Yeah. But other than that, what a great buildup, like the slow drip of the buildup. It's only a 90 minute movie, but it is just like slowly building the haunts throughout the movie, progressing more and more and more classic horror movie, ghost story stuff, but done in a new and innovative way, kind of like Mm. with the way that they did this one. So kudos to the director for, for finding a way to make something that's old new again with the buildup and the found footage thing because found footage was old at this point Blair Witch had been out for almost 20 years like you know so it had been around but they just found a way to tie it together in a way that I just haven't seen many other found footage movies do it I know paranormal activity always escalates 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 but I don't think any paranormal activity movie is even close to this movie by comparison. I agree with you. Maybe, maybe the first one, but I don't I don't even think so. I just paranormal activity for me is one of those movies that it's like I feel like I'm supposed to say like it's supposed to put it up there because it was the first one was really good, but it just uh they're all right. But Hell House I thought was great for a lot of reasons and it was just the the constant build up and with the the different ghosts that you're seeing in this and they're so creepy the way it was shot. That clown, that clown that you kept seeing standing in different places where they'd find it and they'd actually go up to it and they could physically touch it and it would look at them and they don't know whether it's one of their friends messing with them or if it's a ghost or what or if this doll has come to life and it was so creepy that it would just keep appearing in places and they keep finding it standing in different places it was it was so good there were so many different so many different scenes that were just so scary like the the strobed scene that we already talked about that was Awesome. I don't think I've seen anything like that before. That was great. It was just the dialogue really helped with that scene. That was already creepy too, because he's like, how many figures do we have in this room? And they're like three. And he's like, are you fucking with me? Cause there was like four or five or whatever it was. And like the guy's freaking out. And the other scene that like really creeped me out that I thought was like the scariest, um, was when the three clown dolls were sitting in the basement and they like kind of locked themselves in the freezer after they had turned their heads to look at them. Yeah. Like that quick turn. And they're having the argument about like, you know, Paul's doing this at, at the point, Paul, at that point in time, Paul was missing. And they're like, Paul did this. And he's like, how the fuck did Paul do this? They can't move their head. Like you tell me how he did. He's like, well, I haven't figured that part out yet. It's like, you just see the different emotions on the different characters. One guy's like just trying to 
put everything to the side because it's his company. He wants to make the money. Like he can't abandon this project. Like it's going to make or break his entire year. Right. And you can Mm -hmm. understand that sentiment, but then you can understand the sentiment of the other guy who's like, this is some scary shit. This is real. Like our friend is not doing this. There's something seriously wrong going on here. And then the other friend that's kind of in the middle of both of that. So like just great character development overall, like in real situations with, Real reactions, I feel like, of like what characters would actually do in this spot. Yeah, I wonder how the director was doing that too. I haven't watched any behind the scenes on this particular movie, but I wonder if the director was leaving stuff in there that the actors weren't aware of and they were getting some authentic reactions from them there. That's a tactic. I know Stanley Kubrick used to do things like that, and I think it's pretty commonly used. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just all little tidbits when they were trying to shoot the commercial and doing the bad acting there and figuring that out. And mm-hmm. the female character is just kind of off in the distance, staring at the statue. Talking ominously. backwards. Yeah. That was, oh, that that one. was creepy. <laughs> I forgot about that scene. That scene was super creepy. Yeah. That one was real, real creepy. So. And she wasn't really. like talking backwards, like a person trying to talk backwards, like, you know, say wilkins backwards you know but she was actually like like it was so weird like it sounded like something was actually being played backwards it was very creepy yeah overall just a very terrifying movie um do we want to get into shot well right like for for what it was shot well great location i thought it was the shanley at first as they were driving by so much much like the shanley it does look in new york too wasn't it yeah, it's in New York. I there's so they're actually doing a um convention there this year. I think it, I think the actual buildings in Pennsylvania because I looked at us doing this convention um but I think we're going to skip that one this year. But there's a Hell House LLC convention that's going to happen at that exact hotel. So cool. yeah. Does the name was that a uh, fictional town name? Is there really there isn't really a town name named Abaddon, right? I think it's a fictional town name. Yeah, I think it was all fictional, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, creepy location, great premise for like a haunt. And I love like scary movie. Like there's a lot of like horror movies that take place in a haunted like attraction house. Mm-hmm. Where like the stuff that's actually going on and people don't know if it's real or fake. And like, there's a few different movies like that, that I really have enjoyed over the years. This was a different spin. I love the spin that they put on it. I love the way they shot it. I thought the acting was relatively good. I thought the ad libbing was good. I thought the scare builds were, were perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get into my score. No, nope, gonna... nope. I want to talk about the ending. Okay. Let's and I want to talk ending. about a couple of well, one of, oh, we already talked about one of the negatives that I didn't that I didn't like. The other one was I couldn't stand the glitch effect. I thought it was so cartoony, took me right out of it. I thought it was. I was literally just about to bring this up because they're using it in point in parts where a camera like this wouldn't be glitching. Like they're doing it on the cell phone footage too, and it's like yeah. cell phones aren't VHS tapes. They don't do that. It was just, yeah, it was way over overused and overdone. I just didn't want to sound like that guy. I let you sound like that guy. Thank you. But I'll I agree like with that, that guy. guy. But uh, the ending was was very, once it got going, once that, so once they had their opening day, which was kind of like the whole movie's building up to them getting ready for this opening day, it was going to be this big event. You know, they're hoping to pack the place, right? Mm-hmm. Finally, they get there through all the trials and tribulations and all of the problems that they've 
they come across, they finally get there, and it's going to be this big event. And from this point on, this movie is like just a train barreling forward, and it's it's really intense. And the fact that it's found footage makes it super like I was having anxiety. Like I'm trying to like focus. I'm like stopping and rewinding. I'm like, what just happened? What is this? And it was so good and so well done and so scary. It was you get right off the bat, things start going wrong. They start letting people in and people in the basement start panicking and they're trying to run out. So now you have this like claustrophobia thing where everyone's trying to like rush for the door and people can't get out and they're bumping into each other. And they did a really good job capturing that. And then the chaos that you're trying to figure out what's going on in this basement where the girl who's chained up, she's the actress. She's supposed to be chained up down there. And one of the guys supposed to be keeping an eye on her is in the clown suit. The guy in the clown suit just runs out. And she's like, don't leave me here. And people are freaking out because they don't know if she's just doing a really good job selling her role or if she's actually, if there's a problem and she's screaming, this isn't part of the script, this isn't part of the script. And there's this big, tall shadow creature coming forward or coming right. towards her. And it was terrifying. It was yeah. so good with the pandemonium and the chaos. So when you think the movie's over, you find out that it's not. And it's almost like a sixth sense kind of a thing where it isn't really the sixth sense, but you get that like second holy shit moment. And that's when you find out that Sarah is actually a ghost. And that's where the movie actually ends. And at first I didn't love it. I was like, it's too many endings. It's too, too, two different things going on. And it feels like you had two endings and you just didn't want to end it at first. And then you hit us with a second ending but I actually watched it a second time and I loved it because it fit together so nicely the way that they put this plot in order and have it to end the way that it ended. I thought it, it was did. actually yeah, really. It, it, once you get to the end of like the second ending, then you accept that there is more movie. Cause it also, I think we're in the same boat here where like after the big haunted house scene, the movie keeps going and you're like, why is, why is it still going? Like that was fine. Would have been a fine ending, but then like I actually liked. I'm with you. I I, I liked the second ending. Um, it, it added to the first ending. Well, the few... the dread you feel when the documentary crew is in the house, like you're already feeling a building of dread. But the, she threw out the line at the end where she's like, "I need to go lay down." She goes, "I already have a room. I'm in two C, mm-hmm. right?" So as they're going around the house and they end up going upstairs. And they look at the door. You guys and, knew that was coming, right? Yes. Did you yeah. guys have that? That was super predictable. Good. That's but, super predictable, right? But you still feel, and even once you see the door with it, even though you know it's coming, sort of like the jump scare from earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. even though you know it's coming, it's there is still <laughs> a great sense of dread that overcomes you. You're like, fuck just don't open the door like you know better don't open the door and then they open the door and you're like there it's it a wrap is. for them well they built it they layered it really nicely because you got she's you got uh mitchell was just going to stay back and, and and watch the videotape that mm-hmm. she that the journalist hadn't watched yet so her and the camera guy go and then you get the 2c thing so that's in the back of your head yeah. and then you we were watching mitchell watch the video and you watch sarah die on video so you're like, oh shit, she's dead. So she's a ghost the mm-hmm. whole time. Oh shit. And then they're in the haunted house and they're going through and you actually see a couple of ghosts as they're walking through that they don't see. And then her phone rings 
and she looks at it and she goes, well, her phone rings first and she jumps. She's like, oh my God. And then she looks at it and she says, oh, it's Mitchell. I'll call him back. And you're like, oh no, answer yeah. it. He has important <laughs> information for you. <laughs> He's and going you to help to, you so much. And then they get up to room 2C and it all just like, boom, boom, boom. It all just compounds to, for this, this final ending, which I thought was the second time I watched it. I was like, that was actually awesome. That yeah. was really, really good the way they put it all together there. Yeah. Oh, and did you catch weird. when they walked in and there was that initial blood st- blood stain on the floor? The trail, that was the blood stain from Sarah when she got bludgeoned and then dragged off. So there was the blood stain on the floor and the mm-hmm. trail, the trail went directly into the wall. And I think that was reference to that 911 call they played earlier where they're like, 911, what's your emergency? Very beginning of the movie. And the, the person's, the caller's kind of breaking up a little bit and she's, because there's like hysteria going on and she goes just disappeared into the wall, blah, blah, blah. And then oh, wow. and then the blood trail at the end went right into the wall. I was like, oh, Have shit. Have any of these fuckers <laughs> dragged into the wall or something? Yeah. Definitely a great movie. Um, do we want to get into the scores now? Yes, but the piano riff at the very end, the very end of the movie when it's over and that piano riff they were playing with the dummy earlier on in the movie, yeah. that eerie little, they ended it with that. I thought that was perfect. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. Very well done by the director on this movie. I'm going to give it a 4.8. That's what I had. I I think it's a great movie. I think you need to watch it. I, I struggled to give it, I'm trying not to give things fives, like unless it's like, you know, earth shattering going forward or like culture, like super culturally important. And although this is a great found footage movie, it's not, original in the sense that found footage movies aren't original but it just does it better than pretty much every other one mm. so i'm gonna give it a, a 4.8 i had a 4.8 also and i would have had no problem giving it a five except for those couple of things that i didn't love about it like the glitch effect and the things that we already mentioned but i, I would have no problem giving this a five because this is a great found footage movie and it is a great haunted house movie yep. and it's hard to come out with a great haunted house movie because the genre that's that subgenre is so diluted and watered down with bad haunted house movies. So for them to be able to come out with a, a great movie that encompasses both of those genre subgenres, I think that's, I would have had no problem giving it a five, yeah, but I didn't. I'm with you guys. So we'll go four eights across the board. I was going to go four seven, but we'll just say four eight. Cause that's kind of fun to all have the exact same score. It was, um, yeah, it was good. It was a good time from, from pretty much uh, start to finish. And the only flaws I saw in this movie were the exact ones that you guys had mentioned. So other than that, I, I think out of all of the found footage movies, this one is probably my favorite. I would say I can't think scariest, I think. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like like Blair Witch is culturally important, right? Because like that kickstarted the whole genre for better or for worse. But when you have a movie like this come out, it's for better because there's a ton of horror movies in every genre and there's bad ones and there's good ones, but at least people are finding ways to still make it scary. Mm. So kudos to them. I'm kicking myself for waiting so long to watch it. Like that's, that's on me. I, when I see someone, when I see a movie constantly get brought up in the future, I will make it more of a point to watch that movie. But for myself, for Dave Wilkins, for Jesse Wilkins, and for the 4.8 across the board. That will do it for our episode. We'll catch you here next time on Hometown Ghost Stories.